I'll say good day, right? You know, peace, wild girl. Because uh, let me see, it's about nine o'clock where I am. Oh man, I still got alerts and stuff popping off. But um, greetings, Allison McCoy, Brother Vermont, Sister Munira, Change, Change, Naya. Everybody's up and moving, huh? You decided not to sleep in too late. Peace, Aliisha and Padmini. That's good. That's good. Yeah, today was a very, very early, early day for me. Greetings, Iris McCabe. Yeah, happy first day. <laughs> you too, Cassie Derwin. Derwin. Greetings. You know. So, yeah, I've, I've been up, out, got my movements in. You know what I mean? And uh, did some other stuff. And uh, yeah, this is my in-between. So this is actually my rest in between my next thing. <laughs> Peace, Kenneth Williams. You know, proverbially rest. Yeah, Rosalyn. Peace. And Deidre, you know. And Lavette, Lavette. Greetings, Lavette. You know, and the living word. Good, good, good uh, screen name. But all right, yeah, let me get into it, you know. I know we'll be here all day with the niceties, you know. And, um, you know, this session is is not complex. I try to keep, on first days, you know, peace, Ia, Andrine, I know that people usually are trying to prepare themselves for the next five days of, of labor and toil. And... Um, you know, they, they have they have that on their mind, ironing clothes. Well, I guess if you have to go in, the rest of you just ironing your shirts because you ain't wearing nothing on the bottom, you know, if you're working from home. But ironing your clothes, getting your food together, and getting the children ready for, you know, another five days of um, brainwashing. So, um, you know, so I try not to make it too, too heavy, you know, on first days. So I'm going to keep it real simple with you. So... Um, we had a, a really, really cool discussion, very long discussion, <laughs> yesterday uh, for our Sabbath meeting with uh, our new meeting, uh, our new members. We kind of had a, uh, we had an open discussion, just, you know, kind of just vibing on certain things. You know, one person kicked it off and then we just built on that and just kept kind of, you know, going around and, and building on, on uh, you know, a particular topic. But one of, one of the things that came up, um, as we were building was uh, Peace James Garapaki. Um One of the things that came up while we were building was um, the idea of attachment. And what I mean by attachment, um, 
I don't necessarily mean like earthly attachment, but spiritual and divine attachment. You know, coming into the world or coming onto the planet. Peace, Krishan. Good day to you. You know, but coming onto the planet. I should have got some water before I came back. Just just a little sip. I might I might step off for a minute and, and get a little bit of water. Um I was doing a lot of movement earlier, so I, I lost a perspiration lost a lot of water I can feel it um but anyway so if I step off I'll be right back but anyway so we spoke about just the idea of what it is that we're attached to from a divine perspective you know coming into the planet coming into the world peace moksha sister moksha and um what we choose to attach ourselves to and and how that projects out through the world, you know, like projects in everything we do. If we recognize that we're attached to the divine, then everything that we do is going to be, you know, a, a representation or a peace king preach or willfully will willfully, you know, will symbolize and epitomize that divine connection, whatever divinity we're connected to. You know, it was interesting because I was listening to something the other day. It was just like a little segment, but um um well well known music mogul i'll use that term music mogul um was talking about a new political party that he felt needed to be initiated based on some of the things that are happening and he was you know really at one point he was saying that that um melanin rich people should um melanin rich people should hold their vote you know like to basically withhold their vote their vote almost boycott from voting and now he's saying that no we shouldn't withhold it but we should send it towards a a certain direction you know and it was interesting because it was a moment where he was speaking and again this isn't a political talk but you know that's that's it's all a rave right now <laughs> you know but there was a moment where he was speaking and he said you know because I pray, peace, peace, Gypsy Gray. I pray to God that this, the person who's currently, you know, in in that seat doesn't stay in that seat. And soon as he said that, soon as he said, I pray to God, I knew that, I knew what God he was talking about, and I knew that it was interesting because the people who might be listening to him might not realize that the commonly accepted God in North America is not the one that he's talking about. You know, <laughs> it's it's the enemy of that of that God, right? And by looking at his culture, looking at his behavior, looking at his actions and um I'm someone who's been able to witness his actions shoot long long time now. Long time since early 90s, right? Um just seeing how he moves and before he was even a mogul, I, I, I knew him, you know, when he was just doing basketball tournaments and stuff like that. And always kind of seen he moved a certain kind of way, right? And so was very clear on what he characterized, what he symbolized, and what he, and what he you know, what he epitomized. And there's always been a lot of death surrounding him. People always die around him or because of him, right? So, you know, you, you think about the concepts of attachments, you know, um, you think about the concepts of um, what we're connected to and what we're pushing, peace, Josephine Morby, you know, and what we're pushing out into the world, what we're, 
you know, um, what we're sending, what we're sending outward in, into the world, you know, um, and a lot of it has to do with what we choose to connect to. So one of the things that becomes important in our life is what we choose to symbolize, you know, and I know a lot of times, like, you know, I spoke about recently in a segment that sometimes you have people who will brag or glorify, you know, about their consciousness and their level of wokeness. But the first thing they want to do is let you know, I'm woke, you know, I'm awake, I'm here, I'm there. But at the same time, I'm I'm relatable and I'm still down in the muck and mire of the people who I'm supposed to be helped to be pulled up out of that muck and mire. Right. So in that in that instance, you start to like there's a dissonance there. Like, what are you symbolizing? Are you symbolizing righteousness and moving forward or evolving and evolving? Or are you telling me that? These lower base symbols and these lower base ideas and typifications are okay to bring along with us. Or are you stuck between the two of them? You know, do you not know? <laughs> Maybe you don't know what, what, what you, what you trying to do, you know, what you are. Right. Um, so in, in that instance, right. Sometimes we see people who are kind of vacillating between different ideas and that starts to become the symbolism. Like, for instance, when you think about hoteppers, right? When people use that term, which is so disrespectful, you know, um, it's so disrespectful. You know, it's like people get really hurt when you say things like Jesus freaks, you know, and they should be offended. You know, if you call somebody a Jesus freak or, or something else just as, as disrespectful and, and calling somebody a hotepper is is worse i'm gonna say is <laughs> worse you know especially because we know what the word hotep means but a lot of people don't know what that other word actually means so if i call you a hotepper i'm saying you're a peacer you know like yeah i'm bringing peace like what's the problem with that you know but anyway no i won't, won't get off on that but um so that concept and that idea um of not being able to totally typify what it is that you symbolize becomes a very deep thing in all of this commanding peace mama shadow book good day to you it becomes significant in all of this that we've been talking about in terms of of commanding your day and directing the energy that you're going to be utilizing and um making sure that uh i guess i could say that, that you're not utilized by an energy you know and and you're 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 maintaining control well a lot of that has to do with symbols right um there's a term that i don't really hear people use much but um the term is or, or just the word symbol you know one of the tenses to that word is symboling you know the actual the, the verb of, of symbol of the noun symbol is symboling a lot of people will say symbolize but or symbolizing but symboling actually literally means to bring something that has been given in symbol and bring it into a, a manifested reality where all can witness it or all can see it. Peace Gideon Scott, you know, peace Juanisha, you know, so the idea of symboling is, is critical here because now we're looking at whatever it is that you're manifesting or whatever it is that you're presenting and projecting into the world. We are recognizing if you're symboling that it rec that it, it's a projection of something else more sacred or, or what we may even call them a mysterion, right? A mysterion is a symbol that uncovers the truth. 
you see, or it could be a symbol that covers the truth, right? But when you when you have the ability to crack open that symbol, you now can get to the truth underneath it. So if you ever like or reading any type of esoteric literature or you know ancient philosophy, and you see that word mysterion, it, it does it's not a it doesn't mean another planet or something like that. It just means you know a symbol that is covering the truth behind it, right? Um, and of course, mysteries are supposed to be uncovered. Mysteries are mysteries are not like secrets, as I've taught so many times. A uh, secret is sacred, right? So you could have this, this the secret right in front of you, you and it could be a box, and this there's a secret inside the box. But you know that for you to open that box would be a desecration because it's sacred. So you leave it where it's at, like a tomb. What's inside of a tomb is a secret. But secret and sacred are the same thing. So what's inside side of a tomb is sacred. We leave it there. As opposed to there may be certain, you know, if somebody goes into um, an ancient library or the library of your people and they steal the books out of that out of that library and then they hide them somewhere. Now it becomes a mystery. It becomes a mysterion. You see, it's not necessarily sacred. It's just something that has been kept for you or maybe they'll even give you wrong directions to where they hit it right so they'll try to trick you from finding the truth that's a mysterium so you have certain symbols that do that and then you have certain sacred symbols and they're not the same right and sometimes we we get a little bit confused on that but um when we're symboling sometimes we're symboling and we're typifying something because we want to hide the truth of what's in or we want to bring out the truth of what's in. Now, of course, if you're trying to learn the sciences of spirit and the sciences of philosophy and the sciences of, of compassion, if you're trying to get to that place to learn those things, then what you really want to do with all authenticity and all honesty, you want to be able to symbolize the greatness of what's in or the deepness or the profoundness of what's in. You don't want to be a walking mystery. And even... In a relationship, this is where a lot of people find themselves unable to mate or unable to find people who will be interested in staying with them for a long term because they are walking mystery. And no one wants to snuggle up next to a mystery. Mysteries are not cozy. You know, somebody will snuggle up next to something that's sacred. Yeah, that's that's not a problem. But a mystery is, is not attractive. It's not appealing you see what I'm saying? So a lot of times we're walking mysteries because we're symbolizing something different than what's inside. Maybe what's inside of us is broken, damaged, dysfunctional, and wicked. And we're trying to put on the clothes of something that isn't that. Or sometimes our clothing, which is our culture, our culture is exactly symbolic of what's inside. So that could be a broken culture. That can be a whole culture. Either one, right? So symboling is critical in all of this because it helps people to not only recognize you. If if you represent an archetype, just like I said, when this person was like, I pray to God that such and such doesn't stay in, in, in office. I'm like, y'all thinking just because he might have a cross around his neck or something like that, that he's talking about your God. But you have to look at what he's typified over the decades. And then you'll see, you'll, just by looking at that, you can figure out really, really what his God is, right? If you, you know, if you, if you understand the symbols, if you know the symbols. And 
understandably, you know, not all symbols have a have a deeper meaning. Like, you know, it's just like if you look at ancient languages, and this is what we was talking about in the Anu meeting yesterday. We were we were just looking at some ancient Hebrew and some ancient Medu, you know, um, or Medu Netir, as some of you may be familiar, or hieroglyphs. That might be even better for some of you. So we were looking at the correlation between certain hieroglyphs and certain Hebraic lettering, right? And one of the things that I was sharing was that each letter is a word by itself, you know? So I think we were were looking at, uh, well, we were looking at the word love, ahava, you know, or ahav. And we were looking at the word love and then we were breaking down the letters inside of love which would be um, Aleph, Aleph, Het, and uh, Vet. Aleph, Het, and Vet, right? Um, so in breaking that down, we were also making, it, it, there's a numerology, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a numer, numerical value, excuse me, to each letter. There's a symbolic value, and then there's the way the letter is drawn, and then each letter itself is has its own spelling. So just like if you look at the letter Aleph, or what you, we would know as A, peace, um, Chef Boogie. A, Aleph is A-L-F. So it would be Aleph, Lamed, Fe. So it's three letters to make one letter, which is a word. I know it may sound a little confusing. Don't worry about it. That ain't really the point of what I'm talking about anyway. But I'm just trying to give some background a little bit. So we were just talking about you know, the correlation between that and certain comedic um, symbols or Egyptian hieroglyphs. Some of you may be more, more familiar with that term, right? And how essentially you have what's uh, what we would call the, the onomatopoeia, onomatopoeia, right? And, you know, onomatopoeia is, is a word that it symbolizes something about what it's describing. So, for instance, if I say the word meow or if I say the word bark, then it 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 sounds like what it is that I'm saying. Meow, bark, <laughs> you know, whatever, right? So there there are certain lettering and certain words that give its its truth by because this when you say it, it's filled with a with a volume. It's filled with maybe even an intensity that tells you exactly what you're talking about. Whereas you got certain symbols or you got certain words that have no base. So for instance, we could use the example of. Um, Um, When we're driving, we have stop signs and your stop sign is inside of a red octagon, right? There's, there's no real, um, underlying, um, sub theory to the, to the idea of stop. It's just the word stop. If you look at the word, so let's say if we were speaking to a child, if you're speaking to a child and you say the word dog, and I'm talking about a child that's still learning language, the word dog doesn't mean anything to that child. Right, it has no symbolic or energetic representation. If you say the word "cat," it means absolutely nothing because of the way that particular language is structured. Of course, we're talking about English; it doesn't have a large onomatopoeia value, wherein the words actually make sense. <laughs> you just put it that way. But if you go to a, char- a child and you say "meow, meow," or you say "bark, roof, roof." The child can understand that you're talking about a cat or you're talking about a dog. And those are actual real words, but they also have a a value, a layered value underneath it, right? So you have symbols that function the same way. 
And sometimes, unfortunately, because of our lack of knowing, we're surrounded by symbols that have a value that are speaking something to us that we're not even aware of. And they're having an, they, they're having an effect on us, but we, we don't know that there's a value. Or we might be surrounded by certain words and we don't understand that those words not only have a lyrical context that you could pull from, but there's also an audible or, or, or oratory or, or uh, a sound context as well. So when I say, meow, a cat will look. You know, a cat knows it's not a real cat. You know, it never really works. You know what I mean? But if you do that, they, they'll tend to do that. They'll, they'll look and what the heck was that? You know, so it actually has a different kind of value. So you imagine the symbols and the words and the ideas that you may be around that are sometimes helping you to command your day or disrupting your energy and trying to gain command. And, you know, Peace Lisa Stanford, Stanford, and you might be wondering why I can't focus. I Every time I try to sit down and focus on this particular idea or try to get this task done, my mind starts to go here and go there. Sometimes it's good. Well, look around. How many symbols do you have around you, right? See, one of the, the, the great values in symboling is that it allows you to remove all of the clumsiness of words. Words can be very clumsy. And a lot of times you have to use a great volume of words to, can take, to convey an idea that can be shared in one symbol. You know, so um, it becomes critical when you understand not only the value of symbol, but you understand the root of the symbols that it is that you're using. So I'll give you an example, right? You have, like I said, you have baseless symbols, like baseless words. So you, you have a red octagon, it means stop. Why? Because that's what we say in North America. That's what it means, it means stop, okay. There's really no deeper sub subcontext to it, right? Um, but then you also have what we have, temple or divine symbol. Peace, 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 Baba Anwar. We have temple or we have divine symbols as well. Now, what do those temple or those divine symbols represent? Well, their whole job is to bring a concept or a theory that exists in the other world to this world. So you would use those symbols to pull something in, right? Typically, when you're using earthly symbols, you're using them, um, you might use them ritualistically. And I'll, I'll get into how, how that's done or what that means in a second. So, but usually you're pulling with a symbol you're pulling it's very rare that you're trying to push something up you can but there's there's other ways you push up or push inward or push from seen to, to unseen but usually when you're trying to go from unseen to seen and pull that in then you would use symbols now here's the thing if i'm not moving with a certain level of dissonance then essentially i am a symbol myself Peace, Shannon. You know, I'm a symbol too. You're a symbol. That person is a symbol. That person, like, you know, you and you might look around and it could be on your job. It could be where you live. It could be your neighborhood. And you might look around and say, how many symbols do I have around me that I maybe didn't notice? Like this neighbor symbolizes this. That neighbor symbolizes that. I symbolize this. Da, da, da. Now, what happens when you put all of these symbols together? When you combine symbols, that's what we call ritual or rite. A ritual is based around the combining of symbolic value. 
that's basically what a ritual is, right? So somebody says, I want to do a love ritual. I want to do a wealth ritual. What do we start doing? We start collecting symbols. Okay, well, get, I'm going to get some coins. You know, I'm, I'm going to get some um, maybe oil to, to smooth the way. I'm going to get some cool water because water helps things to flow. You know, I, and it's just all symbols. So I'm pulling this symbol, pulling that symbol, pulling that symbol. And those symbols, simp symbols. Those symbols, what I'm hoping that they will do or what I'm working for them to do is to pull something, pull something that is in the unseen to the scene by conveying a message through symbols you see so now if we look at the same idea with ourselves as what we symbolize right i give you a great idea i give you a great example and i'm not trying to get on anybody i'm not just just i'm giving you examples sometimes i might be teaching right breaking down something that's really really peace yg gutter breaking down something that's really 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 critical for life really really critical for living right and while i'm breaking that down there will be one or two people in the chat cracking jokes being class clowns because maybe because they're not intelligent enough to follow along or they just they're being 10 percenters or because they have a symbolic dissonance within themselves i'm going to show up to a conscious environment but i'm going to act like a jackass i'm not getting on anybody i'm just just talking you know but I know probably you think a lot of times I don't like I can talk and look at that. I see the chat. I see everything that's in there. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's an example of a dissonance of symbols. And sometimes that happens when you're coming together to do ritual with people. We're all in this space. So we there's an assumption. And, and here, let me let me give you this, because I, I fell victim to that. You know, I, we were talking yesterday about in, in our Sabat meeting about like some of the experiences. The, the statements that I've said in terms of what I'm not going to teach as much of any anymore, and I'm stressing more people get their psychology together and, and you know get their minds right, basically, and, and get their spirits right and get their emotions right over teaching them all the all, all the deep esoteric values. And I had to admit because I was not aware how many clowns existed in this virtual community. Right. Because I had spent so many years doing this, what what I do in person, you know, rooms full of people or or teaching, teaching in certain halls. And when I had my own temple, then people would come into the temple. And so that's what I, I was pretty much used to. And it took me a little bit of catch up. You know? I catch up was a couple of years. But, you know, when I when I started to share online, which was 2010, when I started doing podcasts and that's the first time I showed an image of myself online my assumption was that if you came into this space whether it was a channel or whatever you're just as serious as i am right and it took me a minute to figure out no there's people who it's just entertainment for them or they're here just to meet a guy or to, or to meet a female or or whatever you know um so it took me a minute to catch up that the fact that there are people who are outwardly symbolizing something here and not to say i didn't encounter that in real life i did you know i mean that's that's always been in the culture community you've always had fakers and whatever but um it was the, it was not the norm <laughs> it was the rarity whereas in a digital environment that's the norm you know if you if you're doing a live stream and you got 300 people on your stream 
about maybe seven or eight of them are, are are really about that. The rest of them are just it's background noise, you know, or they're just trying to listen for something that they can, you know. Thank you. Well, you're a tremendous person too, Gypsy Gray. I appreciate that. You know, they're just trying to pick up on something that they could use somewhere else or whatever, right? So you have to be aware of the symbols that are popping up around you. You know, one of the things that I I think I shared a, a long time ago, like, and I always share with students who I'm teaching divination to is that, you know, when you first start learning divining, whatever tool you're using, it could be numerology or you're using, you know, um, shells or you're using ifa, you know, um, peace misitu, um, msitu, excuse me, whatever it is that you're, that you're using, eventually it starts to penetrate your psychology. And it penetrates your psychology at the level where you'll see people or you'll see situations and you'll see the reading right on top of the situation. You know, so like when I see people, I see the old do on their head already. Like, I, okay, I see what that is. Or if they're telling me a situation, I already know what chamber, what spiritual chamber, chamber they're walking through, right? Now, I might still do a reading because people don't believe me. <laughs> They're not from this world. They don't understand how this works. So they think, well, you're going to do a reading, right, Baba? You're going to throw the opuele, right? You're going to ask Ifa, right? You know, because they don't understand that eventually the person and and the oracle merge and over time, if they're authentic and then they're real about what they're doing, over time, the person and the oracle merge into one person. So I don't really need to cast, you know, peace, Maxine. I'll cast because it makes you feel more comfortable, <laughs> but I don't really need to cast. So sometimes people have gotten readings by me and some of y'all here, y'all know, you'll hear me crap. I uh, like cast and you'll hear me say like, mm-hmm, <laughs> something like that. You know, like, yep. You know, cause I already knew what it was, it was going to be. And I'm really just casting for your benefit, you know, but that's what's supposed to happen when you're being penetrated and saturated by the symbol of what it is that you hold most divine and hold most dear and what it is that you're striving for. Now, it might be something that's not divine <laughs> that becomes what you're typifying and what you're categorizing. That's when we run into a, another kind of problem, you know. Um, and when I say we, I'm saying even we as a community. Because like I said, you could be teaching some divine information, dropping it, giving gems, and someone's there. And you say one little thing, you might crack one little joke or whatever, just, you know, because that's your personality. And the person now, for five, ten minutes, is just going off of that joke. All right? Now you already know what they're here for. You already know what, what, what they're about, you know, and you, you make a middle, I mean, at least I do, I make a little middle, okay, clown. Anyway, so da, da, da. <laughs> you keep going, right? You know, but kind of being able to see the symbols that's around us is a critical part of commanding and reconstructing the environment around us because remember oh give thanks gypsy gray i appreciate it give thanks three 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 to you too <laughs> um so the whole idea there or the whole concept that's inherent and that's present in that moment is my life is a ritual remember the segment i did some i know some of y'all don't i know i'm saying it out loud so you can go look it up that life is the magic ritual and i kind of broke some of this down i'm not going to go into all of that now but um check out that segment that i that i did you know life life is is the ritual 
So when you start recognizing, okay, everyone around me is symbolizing an unseen energy or unseen thought or unseen idea. What happens when you put these, you know, you start looking at the formulas. What happens when you put these things together? What kind of reaction do I get? So symboling, which is what we should all be doing, should always be rooted in what we hold most sacred. We will that we're symboling our sacredness and not our mystery. Because if we're symboling a mystery, then that means we're living a lie. You see, if we're symboling what's sacred, we recognize that, you know, it's just like a, um, like I said, it could be a locked box, for instance. And I don't mean that, I mean, there's no pun intended, but I'm going to, I'm going to associate that with a female. If she recognizes that someone coming, someone entering into her body is sacred entering into because this is inside of me like you're literally inside of me and she sees it as sacred then that's that area is going to be locked it's not going to be a mystery per se it's going to be a secret per se and it's to open it's to be opened up to the right person who's worthy of that sacredness or that secret that's if it's still sacred it might have been blown to pieces now ain't nothing sacred about it left so you might as well just to give it up on the first night because it's done now, you know. But if, if if you've held it with some level of sacredness, then you recognize no, it's going to happen eventually. It's just not going to happen right away because there needs to be a determination as to if this makes sense between you know if this is what the creator wants. If if you're the one that I dreamed about or that I envisioned that the creator, you know, told me to choose up with or the man that I you know supposed to choose to be with, right? So, like I said, I'm going to keep it simple. Symbols. That's all. What are you symbolizing? Right? So, we're going to do something real quick. I'm going to do something real quick. All right? What I want you to do, I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to close my eyes with you. Now, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. You know what I mean? Just, just try to envision and what I want you to do is I want you to envision a symbol that is most divine, most sacred to you. We're gonna get that. We're gonna get that in a moment. Most divine, most sacred to you. A symbol that represents your highest aspiration. And just go right to the top. Right to the top. What you're gonna do is you're gonna picture. A black dot. Picture your mind or your head as a as a really tall cavernous um, space, like you're in a deep, deep, deep cave. And where your mouth is, it's closer to the bottom of the cave. That's where the opening is. But all the way at the top, all the way at the top, there's a there's a there's a slight glimmer of light, but there's a black ball at the top there, the small black ball. And you're gonna go all the way to the top and whatever's all the way at that top that black ball that you got to figure out how to attain how to get that's that's the, the there's a symbol that black ball there's a symbol imprinted on that black ball don't put in the chat what it is keep it to yourself
Okay. Willfully, you got it. That's your symbol. Right? So, as we're moving through this strong, that's what you're looking to typify. Right? Now, and I don't want you to feel like, but I didn't, I didn't see an ancient comedic symbol. I didn't see an Akan. I didn't, I didn't, I, there wasn't an Adinkar symbol. It wasn't anything like that. I don't want you to do that. It might have been a Care Bear. It might have been a, a Valentine's Day heart. It, 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 it's fine. It could have been a cross. That's fine. It's, it's yours. Don't, don't sweat that. You don't have to justify your vision to anybody because if it's a divine vision, you let you let the creator speak for itself. You see what I'm saying? I don't have to justify the creator's vision. You see? But that's oh you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome, Kashia. Um but that's the vision that you hold. That's the image, that's the symbol that you hold, right? And if you want to write it down, you could write it down, you know, you, you do have what you want to do. But whatever that value means to you, and I and I don't want you to symbolize or think about that value remember what i talked about recently the trash talk that athletes do to each other i don't want you to trash talk yourself okay so i don't want you to you might have had the vision i don't want you to say well how the heck i'm gonna get up there that this this is dumb <laughs> like why why didn't he pitch us some steps or a, a gust of wind that would have carried me up there or something like that wait this is stupid i can't i can't get up there or tell yourself like, well, wow, man, I pictured this, but I can't be that. Not now, not with the supervisor. I got hate my supervisor, and I I envisioned a heart. I'm not. Nah, that ain't that ain't happening right now. Don't do that. Don't create all of these propositional situations around your divine vision. You let your your divine vision be what it is supposed to be for you, and that's that. It, you, it doesn't require your ifs. It doesn't require your buts. Because when you start instilling your ifs and your buts into it, you know, and B-U-T, you know, your ifs and your, and your buts, your propositions, what you're doing in that, that instance, now you're trying, peace, Esme, now you're, you're trying to create your own, your own plan, your own idea. Remember, we spoke about that already, right? I told you, this is a method. We're building up to something. <laughs> Just go for the ride. Go for the ride. You know, every segment that we've done so far has been 36, all, of all of these 36 command your days, they are all a formula. All right? I'm not just sitting here chit-chatting. <laughs> so your formula for this first day is in first day going into the next cycle of seven. You know, the next cycle of seven. Your formula is, is, is going to be my symbol. What is my symbol? Right? Um, and again, like I said... Um, you may have even seen something that you don't you don't know or, or you know um, you don't understand, right? And that's okay. That's okay because remember, a divine symbol is multi layered. You see, so it's it's it, it's not just straight in your face. And some people want that experience all the time. Like, yeah, I did that, and nothing came to me, or this came to me, and I don't know what that means. I don't know. Peace, hoodoo, occultism. You know, I I don't, I don't know what that means. You know, so I just, I don't know. What else you got for me? I got the last thing that I gave to you. <laughs> That's the same thing I got for you today. <laughs> you know, um, 
we got to learn to sit with things sometimes. And I know a lot of times our impatience would demand us to, to do something different, but, um, you don't get anything in life like that. You know, sometimes you got to sit with stuff and you have to let it, you know, descend upon you. Right. Because peace, civil Oracle, because, you know, we spoke about how high that symbol is and how high it is up. But did we think, oh, good looking, Amazi, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. But did we did we look at maybe it's going to descend? Maybe it was peace, Baba Uchu. Maybe that symbol, that divine symbol was all the way at the top of that cave. You know, it was all the way up there where I saw that glimmer of light. But maybe it's going to descend down to me and then eventually it will descend down remember what was at the mouth of the cave my mouth <laughs> you remember this is where the, this is where the symbol of it was up here where that light was all the way up at the top but the mouth of the cave was here so maybe what's going to happen is is the more i focus on it the more it will come down into my mouth and then i will be speaking the volumes of what that represents and what that is so now, not only in, in thought, but also in word, I am now characterizing and epitomizing what that aspiration or what that symbol is. You see? So, again, you know, don't always try to figure it out. <laughs> don't always try to figure stuff out. Um, that is the profundity of the divine. That's how. That's just how it works. And you have to be willing to, um, I saw the word birth in the chat. You got to be willing to, to, um, recognize what that new birth may look like, you know? And when I say recognize, recognize it may look like something I ain't never really seen before, right? We taking this on the first day and it's the first day we are dealing with, 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 with knowledge, build, destroy. You know, today's the 18th. Knowledge will destroy all being born to born, right? Which is the nine. So what happens when we get to our nine energy, you know, as as opposed to our six energy? The nine energy is standing up with our with our intelligence. What we were pregnant with once down in our six energy now raises up to our to our to our dome. We can start now meditating on freedom like we never did before. So that's why I said when you are instilled or you have that that inducement or that establishment of a sacred symbol in your mind don't start with the but if i don't know i can't i tried before i stop stop don't be a slave to that you, you, you see be shackled to nothing but freedom you see because at the end of the day a free dome is all you really need to make this thing happen I know that's hard for some of you because you don't need your ancestors. You don't need your tarot cards. <laughs> you don't need your mysticism. You don't need your elekes. You know, you don't need your pots. You don't need anything but a free dome. Ori is all that is required. And through Ori and the concentration and the focus of Ori, we develop greater character. You see? That's all you actually need. And everything else is just helping you out along the way. Now, the other help you get is when you start learning to commune. You see, when you learn to commune and you got your symbol, ain't nothing like being around a bunch of other people that got their symbol. You know, you ever look at this, the, this, the, um, 
the super there was one of the supermans where they showed him on krypton i don't know which one it was but each house had their symbol on their chest you know so like you know, Kyle and Jarl. I don't remember the name. Maybe they were from the House of L. I don't remember the name of that that house, but that S. You know, you know it's really a serpent, but that S is supposed to be the symbol of of that house, right? And each house you looked at had their own their own symbol. Now, imagine if you were forming with people like that. You know, Peace Daryl Owens. <laughs> if you were for, the first Superman, yeah. I think you might be right when they when they when they yeah right when when Krypton was was being destroyed. But there's another Superman, the one with with the dude. Um, he played Zod. Um, I don't know because you know they had like a couple of new ones that came out that were all, that, with Henry Cavill that were pretty much trash. But um, they 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 showed more you know other different symbols and I think he even said this is the symbol of my house. But yeah, you're right. The first one when Krypton was like falling apart and they were at the meeting. You saw the different symbols. Um, but again, that's a ritual. That's a ritual. You know, so now if I know my symbol, like I said, you know your symbol. You just saw it. You saw it in that meditation we did, right? And you now focus on, you focus on what we're talking about. And you say, okay, this one's got this symbol. This one's got this symbol. That one's got this symbol. Now we start getting into um, eugenics. And I want to just say this. Eugenics is not a dirty word. Word. It's not a bad word. Eugenics is not a problem. Um, it's just that when eugenics is used for mass murder and um, genocide and this idea of, you know, establishing a master race, then, yeah, it, it becomes an issue. Um but by itself, it's not it's not a terrible um, concept. It, it just was used in a very terrible way. But what happens when I know my symbol and I meet a woman and she knows her symbol? And then we can determine if these symbols, what, what formula they would produce. Now, we do that on a very small and tiny level when we look, when we get our astrology charts done together. Let's get it. Let's get our, our natal charts and let's see how they line up. That's just, that's small because it's only dealing with your physicality. It's only dealing with your emotions. It's only dealing with your thoughts. It's not dealing with the, the highest aspiration of your symbol, which is a totally different kind of science, right? But there's so many different things that you're able to do once you're able to, remember, the symbol is to connect the unseen to the seen. When you're able to connect those, those things together, then now you've become a whole symbol. You're a symbol of something. You represent something. When you look at cartoons and things like that and these quote-unquote superheroes, that's what they're doing. There's something that they symbolize, and from the way they talk, from the colors that they put on them, to the the, the symbols that are all over their 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 uniforms, things like that, it symbolizes one thought. See, for some people, unfortunately, once they 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 get exposed to a little bit of light and a little bit of consciousness, they start to wear peace, Paul P. They start to wear um, costumes. They don't wear symbolic uniforms of what it is that they're about they just put on costumes you see and and that's where there's a dissonance so i'm looking at you you look like somebody who's on the path you look like someone who's diving into self-awareness but you're not behaving that way or what's coming out of the mouth of the cave out of that sacred space where power is developed is not that so you could you, you got to remember if you take a word like l 
L is like is like a onomatopoeia, right? Because L is not just L, and I'm saying E L, or I'm saying just L, or I'm saying E L L. You know, we could even say Al, right? It's not just the word, but it's also what it invokes. What invokes when I when I say L? Say L, L, L. What what are you forced to do in saying that word? You are forced to put your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Let's try it without it. Ah, uh, ah, uh, can't do it. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. I still touched it. I still cheated a little bit. So what happens when I say L, which is a name for the creator, and I put my tongue, my sword, to the roof of my mouth, the roof of my mouth? Well, when I put my tongue to the roof of my mouth, isn't that like going to the top of that cave and, and tapping that symbol? So now, what did I just charge that symbol with? I charged that symbol with the creator. L, boom, hit the symbol. You see? But you got to know that symbol. You got to know what you're symbolizing. Right? And that's just a small thing. Like I said, I don't want to get too too um, heavy on you. It's first day, and I'm sure you all got a lot of things that you um, you want to get accomplished. You know what I mean? So um, just give you a, a, a little thing to kind of work on, to meditate on. And hey, if you didn't see your symbol right away, because probably maybe you're distracted. <laughs> you know, um, if you didn't see it, peace. Hey, peace now. What's going on? <laughs> um, you know, um, if you didn't, if you didn't see that symbol when the roof of your mouth touched, or when you meditated on what my highest symbol is, do it again. <laughs> do it again, and do it periodically. You know, and that see that's the that's the value of speaking a divine language. You know, if you notice when you speak English, peace for I say, which has no subcontext, you always hear me say that. There's certain sounds, I just did it, that you're always going to be saying. You're always constricting spirit with English. How do we know? Because we're always saying s. Now, what is sound of the snake? That's 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 the, that's the seraphic people. I, we'll get into a history lesson later, but that's the serpent people—people people who bit the original Hebrews. With, with, with they were biting them with snakes. You gotta learn the stories. But when you speak in English, just notice I'm gonna speak. I'm, as I'm speaking, just notice how many times I go. Notice how many times I go when I am speaking English. You see that? English is a very tricky language. I'm constantly bringing the sword down to, to go. You don't have to touch the roof of your mouth to make us. In fact, you can't. L doesn't allow it. Why? Because the six is the serpent. And that serpent is at the bottom. So when I'm saying I'm bringing my energy down, English. I mean, and just play with it. Like, in, 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 play with it. You, you'll f just talk, and you'll see your see you'll see your constantly constants constantly going. I'm sure for people piece of queer. You know, I'm sure that if you know if you didn't speak English and you were coming from another language, it would just sound like that. You know, if you were trying to if you were trying to learn it. 
you see whereas like if you listen to our um um aramaic you know uh uh languages you'll you'll hear or semitic languages you know you'll hear a lot of it just sounds like a lot of right or like stein stein a cough cock cough you know there's a reason that those sounds are made in the throat and why the R's are rolled. But you have words like Samek and things, but you don't have a lot of s- You don't have too many of, of those. They seem to be cut out a lot. You see, so through our very language, we are spitting symbols at each other. You know, if you could if you could create an image, you know, peace, 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 Asaju, peace. You know, it's almost like, you know, when you look at certain cartoons and music is played, they'll like have someone playing the piano and there's, there's notes jumping off of the piano because you can see all the voluminous energy, you know, or they're playing an upright bass. If it's like a cartoon or something, and boom, 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 and you're hearing, seeing the notes fly off. Where, what are those notes hitting? Where are they going? Well, what happens when we speak? What shapes are we sending off? See, if I'm saying El, Allah, Allah, Elah. You know, la 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 la, <laughs> and I'm constantly hitting my symbol, and I'm I'm pushing that out. P. She Hedman, then I mean Shah Hedman, excuse me, I'm sorry. That that's constantly what I'm what I'm firing for. You know what I'm firing for. Matter of fact, I'm a flow off of Shah Hedman. I saw the word pyramid. Peace plant OG pyramid, right? So if I'm able to raise myself up through a pyramidal concept then i'm now going to be shooting divine concepts now how do we know that because the word pyramid is it's right in the word it's like they hooked us up with that particular word oh you don't erase your message but we still going to use it (laughs) pyramid pyra comes from pyro and pyro means fire well it doesn't come from pyro excuse me but it's associated with the word pyro 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 is fire and mid is simple it's midsection so it's fire in the mid now what is fire in the mid that's the energy that comes from the diaphragm now we know those of us who maybe practice qigong or practice martial arts we know that chi comes from that lower abdominal area you know so when you're when you're doing certain techniques what you're looking to do is to try to pull your chi you know from there when you're whatever you're doing punching whatever and that's for qigong too right so pyramid or pyramidal is fire in the mid, right? So lower lower than the solar plexus, just right beneath, it's like, um, I'm over here like y'all can see me, right above the, let's say the upper pelvis area. We'll, we'll say that. Peace, aloe, you know, let's say between uh, like the belly button and the upper pelvis, right? That's, that's where chi generates itself from, Right? But that's the like the center of your body. That's like the middle. <laughs> that's the pyramid of your body. Your body has a pyramid inside of it. You see? So symbols are all over. Your whole body is a freaking symbol. <laughs> They're all over you, man. And then some of you got Bluetooth symbols in front of you. You know the Bluetooth symbol. Look at look at the Bluetooth symbol and then look at the Rosicrucian cross. It's right there, your symbol for Wi-Fi. And then a lot of those symbols are then later translated onto vehicles and, and things like that. You know, so 
that's the thing that you got to be you got to be clear about. Yeah, see, Anwar's in there cracking jokes. <laughs> hey, so like I said, that's the thing that you got to be clear about. <laughs> you got to be clear about um, what it is that you put. Peace, peace, John. Peace. Where you're pulling from, and then are you touching that sacred symbol? And then is it coming back out? And it, is it fuel? Because think about it: when you want things to rise up, you could use heat. Where's that heat coming from? It's coming from the pyramid of your chi, or the pyro middle, or the fire mid, or the fire middle. <laughs> he said I was holding back, <laughs> or, or the fire middle, right? You know that's where it's coming from, and then it's raising that chi up. So now when the tongue and the L, the tongue of God goes up, it boom, or the sword of God, it hits that symbol and it comes back out the mouth. Now I know for some of you, maybe what the heck is he talking about? Just listen, go back to the, to the, um, to the, to the earlier, um, segments. Yeah. The snake biting its own tail. That's another very popular symbol. And that, that could mean so many different things. Um, a lot of times, the snake biting is symbol, you know, we're told that it means regeneration and rebirth. It does, but it also means, you know, um, grabbing yourself by, by your own genitals and doing what you need to do. That's also what it means, right? Now, I ain't never heard no guru say that. They, if they did, they didn't say it that way, but I'm telling you what it means. Because when you, the, the snake or the dragon eating its own tail, it's feeding itself. It's not, it's not looking for validation or looking for source of, or looking for sustenance outside of anybody or any, any, any other person. So, or, or, or any other thing. So the idea of eating its own tail, it's, it's very similar to the Bainu or the Phoenix and that it, it consumes itself, but then it, it, it's reborn off of the food that it gave itself off of its own sustenance. So that's like when you're getting ready to do something and somebody's like, man, you know, um, don't do it like that. That ain't, that ain't gonna make sense. I give you a, a good example. You know, I always had good examples years and years ago. I was with a particular um, record label. Well, actually, it was a production company. And I remember we were working on some tracks, and I had some stuff that I was working on. And one of the things that I always did, which was kind of my niche in the industry, was that I used to sample myself a lot. You know, when sampling was big, I had a way to get around having to clear samples. I would just pull out my guitar, pull out my drum set, pull out my bass, play my piano, sample it, and then use that in the song as if it was something I sampled off an old record or something, right? Um, so I had submitted a couple of songs that were just me playing live, though, like using a drum machine. So it was drum machine, but I'm playing live guitar, live bass over it. Now, y'all might listen and be like, yeah, they do it all the time. Well, back then, they didn't do that. <laughs> they didn't, they, nobody did music like that, right? And I remember presenting it to this one label. Not one label, I'm sorry, to the, to the, the, the brother who ran the, the actual company, who's very well known now. He's like a mogul now. But he was like, sound like gospel music. Nobody gonna wanna listen to that. <laughs> he was like, yo, take all that live stuff out of there. He was like, that sound like gospel or something, right? And I'm like, in myself, I'm like, this is dope. You don't understand. This was before the Neo Soul movement. This was like maybe three years before Neo Soul took off. So there was no D'Angelo playing a Rhodes live or nothing. Like, there was no Roots from Philly, it was none of that yet, right? And I'm like, you don't freaking know, because you don't play no damn instrument, so of course you ain't got no respect for it, you know? Like, that's what I'm saying in my in my head, but I still, I'm, you know, 
this is how I'm, I'm earning my living at the time. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? But I still kept my, it was a tape. I still, I got my songs, whatever, right? Then maybe a, yeah, a couple years later, Usher really releases the song. Um, I don't remember the name, the title, but it was the, with the guitar. It's dot at the clock on a dot, on on a dot, dot. I'm doing it a day. I don't, I don't know the name of that, that little dumb song. But either way, he had a guitar and it just going, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's 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 a guitar. <laughs> nice and slow. That was the name of it, right? Nice and slow. Because I remember I had popped my little my little uh, relative in the head for singing it. She knew the all. She was like ten years old and she knew every word. And she was singing it to me and she's like, damn it, I'm like, you better stop. So um. That's how I remember the song from, from that. But um, then next thing you know, Fuji's is releasing music, playing live guitar on it, you know, and they're blowing up Wyclef. And I'm sitting there like, I should have just, I should have just um, presented myself. I should have submitted it somewhere else. I knew what I was, I knew it was dope. I knew I, I, I was on to something. And then now you got whole song, like then the Roots came out where it's like all live, right? Now, that was me not being able to sustain myself from myself in that time. So that that was an that was an anti-representation of the snake eating its own tail. Or what we have in Yoruba culture, we have the mudfish, the mudfish, the you know, eating its own tail. You know, that was a the opposite of that. So I was still at that time to some degree looking for someone else for validation because I'm submitting music here. Do, do y'all like this? Y'all want to use this? Now, I still felt it was it was dope. I'm like, this don't sound like gospel. This is dope. You don't you don't get it. Like, but at the same time, this was a person who was very well known in the industry, had a lot of money. They owned the studio. You know, they were, you know, anybody we, you know, we wanted to call, you know, we'd be working on a song. He'd be like, yo, I think this would be dope for Queen Latifah. He get on, yo, Dana, I got a song for you. Listen, you know, he had those type of, he just get on the phone with anybody. I didn't have none of that, right? So I, I'm thinking like, all right, peace, peace, E. Arlene. All right, I guess, I guess, you, you know, you know, you know best. That jack off didn't know best. <laughs> he didn't know, but I didn't know how to enact that symbol of the dragon eating its own tail. I didn't know how to do that at that time. You see, or I didn't have the confidence to, to do that at that time, especially because it was more than one person in the room and they were all yes men. So once he said it, then other cats was like, yeah, you need to go get that to the winings or something. <laughs> all right. I would love for Marvin Winans to sing over one. Yeah, not a problem. You know, um, so this is what I'm saying. Um, we got to know our symbol. Now, of course, years later, I find out that that is my symbol. I am the maverick. I am the lone wolf that just does his own thing. I didn't know it back then because I had not connected with my divine symbol as of late. Peace, Nikki. Love. <laughs> you know, you ain't jumping in late. You know, on first day, I started a different time because I know people like to sleep in. And, you know, y'all like to fry up your bacon and everything and lay in bed and eat bacon. You know what I mean? So I start a little later. But yeah, man, you know, you got to know your symbol. And once you know your symbol, then you get real clear on what's going to work from you from what ain't going to work from you. 
you know, what ain't going to work for you, you know. And um, I see y'all having music conversation, but tell, I'm going to tell you what that turned into so you'll, so you'll even get it. I started my own label after that. Uh, within maybe three years, I would say. Yeah, three years around that time. Because I, I was working with an artist at the time that had a huge hit. So it was like, I'm, you know, um, we were still, we were getting started on the second project, but, um, eventually I was like, you know what? I can do this myself. <laughs> you know, like, like I know what, y'all don't even, like I said, y'all don't even play it. Y'all don't even play it. Y'all don't even have an air for, for anything like this. Y'all just got swag. That's all y'all got. Y'all ain't, you don't, you're not even real musicians. Like, so I started my own label and got my own artists and did very well. For, for a good while I did very well and could have done even more and you know but I had to deal with some other things that came up in my life but um you know you learn and some of us learn the hard way <laughs> some of us learn the hard way but again it's about knowing the company that you keep and the symbols that they represent peace among for them their symbolism was um feeding off of what was currently in front of them and not necessarily understanding the history of things. Another great example, one time we were we were sitting around, we were somewhere, and I was listening to a particular particular song that I had liked. And I was like, yo, this is and me me and my, my, my friend were there. We used to produce together. I'm like, yo, this is dope. We're listening to it. And at that time, um, Babyface and Teddy Riley were like the hottest producers, right? So that's all they used to talk about. Yo, Teddy did this, Teddy did that. Babyface did that. I'm like, hey, y'all sound like some jock riders, you know. So I remember one time the brother was like, well, who's who's your favorite producer? And I was like, yo, uh, Lionel Richie. And they just started laughing. They was like, Lionel Richie? I was like, who do you think made Babyface? He's nothing but a new Lionel Richie. But Lionel Richie could do everything. Country music, funk, soul like he's better than baby you know and I'm much younger at that time you can imagine the names I'm pulling so we talking like 20 30 years ago and I'm like Lionel Richie Lionel Richie's dope you know <laughs> and um I was on to something Lionel Richie still got a, a booming career he still don't know what to do with all that money he got <laughs> still you know um and still performing still can sing you know what I mean he, he still got it you know, um, and still writing really great songs, you know, so that's the thing. Sometimes you don't know the company you're in and understanding that they haven't reached the roof of their, their cave yet. And you don't already reach the roof of your cave, but you haven't allowed that symbol and that ideology to come back out of your mouth. You're just holding it in, inside where some people don't even know that there's a symbol on top of it. They don't even know there's anything up there. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So, um, when you learn your symbol, you learn who needs to be around you and who doesn't need to be around you. All right. Okay. So I'm not I'm not gonna um, take up too much time because I got things to do. I got some stuff I gotta do. Um, my plate is is pretty full today. Up until about midnight. <laughs> so it was a long day. All right. But um, yeah, man. So you all you all know what you got to do. You got your you got your directives and um, how we're gonna command the strong going forth. You know, E. Aldrey. E. Aldrey was rhyming. 
Oh, that must have been on the. Uh, they had in the in the ministry. They had a um, a poetry slam. You know, I missed that slam because I was working so much, y'all, that I lost the whole day. I think y'all did it on Tuesday. Don't you know my uh, genius behind was Wednesday? I was there because I think y'all said it started at nine. On Wednesday, I was there looking at waiting for the meeting to start. <laughs> And I didn't realize it was when I lost the whole day. I was working so much that I I was like, wait a minute. They say Wednesday or Tuesday. Oh, she rhymes, huh? Well, yeah, Alderay is Caribbean, so I know she must be the dance hall queen. Huh? Yeah, I missed that. Mm. Okay, well, maybe I'll catch it next time if I could if I could slow up my work a little bit. Yeah, but I lost the whole day. That's why I ended up missing it. And I'm sitting there waiting like, oh, they late, man. They unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> and then I scrolled up in the chat and I saw y'all were like congratulating each other and I was like what happened? You know, I missed it by 24 hours. But anyway, alright y'all, so in, enjoy your day. Everybody be well and of course, you know, um, symbol, 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 symbols. That's your focus. Peace, information, catching the replay for sure. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, we start a little later, you know what I mean? But, um, just gave a- I'm sorry for some reason when I say something the, the the virtual assistant keeps popping up what's happening last time I don't know what phrase I'm saying that sounds like hey jump up in the middle of the live so I, I apologize but in any event you know everyone be well today love people inspire people protect people all right be well peace 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 <laughs>